Welcome to season six of the Shock Your Potential podcast. I'm your host, Michael Sherlock. This year, we have something completely new for you. As we launch our new career coaching community, we will be sharing excerpts from our weekly live sessions of The Enlightened Workplace. The Enlightened Workplace is a work environment where all team members are committed to personal and professional development and who have a commitment to serve the company mission and the vision to the highest standards. Creating an enlightened workplace starts with enlightened employees and enlightened leaders. It may not be easy, but it is definitely worth the effort. Listen in to another excerpt that will shock your potential and guide your path towards an enlightened workplace. So I was thinking about why we rebel, and I'm going to put myself in here too. There have been plenty of times where I'm like, I don't want a routine. That just seems boring. I'm not a boring people. I'm not, I'm a happy people. I'm an exciting people. I'm very creative. Oh, wait a minute. But then sometimes I don't get things done. In the last month, because I had some travel and I was really working on a lot of different projects, I fell behind in my planning and my process and my daily process. So as I was doing over the last couple of weeks, my midday assessment that you guys have heard me talk about, I realized a pattern in my mid midday assessment. And my pattern was you haven't been working with your weekly plan. You haven't been working, following your daily to-do list. Therefore you feel scattered. You feel unprepared. You feel like you're not getting anywhere. Hmm. What's the common theme? If you say it over and over and over again, well, the common theme is I've fallen off my pattern. And whereas there was a time in my life where I thought patterns meant I would be a robot, the recognition that pattern actually gives me the strength to do better became a comfort to me. And when I am off my pattern, I feel out of sorts and I know I'm not productive. And I know I feel increased stress. So what's the difference? So now most of you guys know that a couple of weeks ago, I was in Chile. I was in Santiago, Chile, and I was a little outside of there about an hour or so in a place called Casablanca, not the uh, famous Casablanca, but Casablanca, Chile. And I had the really rare opportunity to go visit a dairy, a working dairy that has um, somewhere around 1,100 dairy cows. And then they also had steers and they had horses and all kinds of crazy stuff. It was wonderful. But what I had, I had never gone to a working dairy. And in this dairy, I should be sharing the video because it was really cool. Um, we walked into this big room and there's like, if you've ever been on, not a merry-go-round, but one of those things at a carnival that looks like instead of a merry-go, well, I guess it's kind of like a merry-go-round. Yeah. Cause it goes, it goes, uh, it goes round and round, you know, not, not like a Ferris wheel that goes up and over. So yeah, like a merry-go-round, it's like a merry-go-round. And there were probably, uh, 30 cows on this at a time. And it slowly moves around. And so all these cows who are waiting to be milked, they know they go three times a day out of instinct. When they need to be milked, they move themselves from their pens to this line where they wait in line. And then they kind of fight each other to get onto this moving merry-go-round. And the merry-go-round, there's process, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. And as they get on that merry-go-round, 
they um, are hooked up to the milking machines and they are milked. And by the time they have gone the entire circle, they have been thoroughly milked and they are prompted to get off the merry-go-round and then they go back to their pens. Nobody needs to tell them what to do. This is now instinct. Now, here's a couple of things they have learned to do this. When they find themselves needing to be milked, they get themselves there, but they don't always take the step onto the merry-go-round without incentive. The incentive is a little blast, not a hard blast, but a little blast of water that hits them from behind. And that makes them, that prompts them to move. They don't like to be hit with water. So they prompts them to get onto the merry-go-round. They know why they're there. They want to be on the merry-go-round. They want to be milked, but they don't want to take the step to get on the merry-go-round. So they have to be prompted. Then they get on the merry-go-round. And the next thing that happens is that they are immediately have all their udders washed by one gentleman who washes all the udders as they come by that, that moves, uh, the cow, you know, a little bit farther down another gentleman in this case, I, I don't know. There's probably women who work there too, but the time I was there, there were all men. So another person then, uh, because the udders are clean, hooks all the, the suction things up to the udders, by the way, I have to be kind of honest. I, I don't think I realized that all cows had four udders. <laughs> so I learned a little something. You learn a little something in the process. I was like, I don't know. I had never milked a cow before. So then after that gentleman puts on the suction things, the cow goes a little bit further and another gentleman makes sure everything's working. So there's three gentlemen or three people that work this right away as the cows are going. This operation runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The cows by instinct go there. They get themselves, they fight to get on the, on the merry-go-round. They have to be prompted to actually take the last step to get on the merry-go-round. Once they're, once the milk is done um, and there's no more to suck out, the, uh, the suction things automatically pop off. And then the cow just waits until it's done with its rotation. And when they get to the very end, there's a splat, there's a stream of water that would hit their face. They don't want to have their hit face hit. So they back off the merry-go-round, thus allowing another spot for the next cow. You're probably like, what is the reason for this story? This is a process that allows for productivity. Now, honestly, when I watched it, I, my first thought of the gentlemen who are washing the udders, putting the suction up, making sure everything's clear. I was like, I don't want that job. That is not the job I want. That would be a horrible way to spend an eight hour shift is standing there doing the same thing all day long. Why do we resist some patterns? Because some of them are boring. And I don't want to be boring. I don't want to be a robot. Yet there are a lot of jobs where this is actually the requirement of the jobs. I mean, we look at uh, the auto industry and how cars are put together. People specialize in one part of a process. And if that is part of a career and that's something that somebody can do and do willingly, that's wonderful. That's not me. That might not be any of you guys. It might be some of you say, great, 
the thing I would love most is get up every day and know what I'm going to do for eight hours, get paid for it and have no headache when I go home. Some people think that's wonderful. But how does this relate to most of us who are working a career that is not about doing the same repetitive task over and over again, but maybe the idea of the pattern could actually benefit us? How can a pattern allow us to be better? If today's episode sparks your interest for more, hop over to our Shock Your Potential website and learn more about our enlightened workplace community today. Simply go to shockyourpotential.com.